Kenai for the Kenai. This is Aaron. We're here today with Cobran, Piera, and Ramblin' Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're starting a brand new series that we're pretty excited about today. So uh, as a lot of you guys might remember, we've started doing these podcasts just about a year ago, 13 months ago, uh, June, July. And now we're starting our One Year Later series. So we released SJ's podcast late July last year. And thankfully, she's back with us again today to talk about what's changed in her recovery, how recoveries progress, and how just her life's progressed, just to catch up with us today. We've actually scheduled this podcast for 10. It's now 10.50. We've been sitting here talking for about an hour now. So <laughs> good, stuff, how, good stuff. Yeah, it's how much we like SJ. So just to, to start this off, you have you guys some background. So last year when we talked to you... One second. You can, uh, I'll just interject real quick, ramble a little bit. Um, our hope is that you guys can maybe go, if you haven't heard, so this is SJ, and we're going to be recording with uh, other people that we've recorded with before. And the idea is that if you haven't heard uh, this person's recovery story or the other people's recovery stories that we will record with in the future that you may go back and maybe listen to their first one uh, to kind of get, kind of start that, I guess, like virtual, like getting to know kind of thing, and then uh, listen to the new one and just kind of see how their life has progressed. Because, you know, the first recovery stories, it's uh, it's kind of a, it's a big picture. And now we're just kind of looking at a year, but I, we're hoping that that can, uh, with a little more time and having already covered the background, that we can get kind of a, a real life picture and a kind of a little more detailed explanation as to like what does one year look like um and as aaron said we've just been talking for like 50 minutes and we're just kind of catching up on the year and there's a lot that uh a lot that takes place um so yeah back back to you (laughs) back to you (laughs) oh yeah to start off i think one of the i mean i guess it's personal but we'll start it here anyway one of the most exciting things is last time we talked to you you were living in a transitional living right mm-hmm. and since you've gotten your own place right mm-hmm. yeah let's start there being in the transitional living is is I've always um, expressed to me just how important it is because um, you know so many people get out of treatment and end up having to go exactly where they came from and it's many times um, not healthy it's not safe um, you know, um, they can be in abusive situations or whatever. And so having that aftercare for the aftercare, which um, a few years back I actually wrote letters to try to help um, Serenity House get that funding to, to, to make the Transitional Living Center and, um, and, and make that happen. Um, and uh, so having that aftercare for the aftercare is just super important because, you know, it's like you're, you're fresh out of treatment, you know, you're still pretty fresh, you're still pretty, pretty raw to have a safe place to figure out like what your next step is is just so important um and also the transitional living just kind of gives you a little sense a little more sense of community Mm -hmm. um and um they really help you with your resources you know let you know like hey um this is this is what your options are and um and you know while i was there i obtained employment um and yet was still able to um, help with, you know, and do my stuff with Change for the Keen Eye, which, you know, like, I don't know, just every, everything you do just is, is a little bit, is just building a little bit more foundation for yourself. Um, yeah. So that was actually extremely helpful. 
Um, and I, you know, just kind of put that energy out there that I was looking for a place. Um, the last place I had lived at in Kenai was just, just what I said. It was, um, I mean, people were like breaking into the laundry room to get high and things like that. It just wasn't a, a really good, um, apartment complex. Sure. So I was a little bit nervous, like, you know, where am I going to live? Um, I wanted it to be safe for my boy, um, and I was I was really really blessed to have a friend of a friend um, that just so happened to be looking for um, a neighbor, um, and uh, and so yeah, so I got a a nice little duplex, and I was able to you know being at uh, TLC was really helpful because they helped me with okay you know what I mean like this is what you're going to need to do for your right. Alaska housing this is what yeah. you're going to need to. Um, pull together and I don't know deadlines and paperwork freak me out to this yeah. day I'm like oh, when um, <laughs> but um right what time yeah. are you sure like yeah I, I, it just freaks me out I just panic um and so it's just it's able to or it's it's nice to just be able to have someone just kind of guide you just a little bit you mm -hmm. know what I mean they still want you to like um you know assume responsibility but sometimes it's like I mean you know you're just you're nervous and you're, you know what I mean? That everything, everything feels brand new. Um, and so, yeah, I was able to get somewhere that's kind of, uh, on the outskirts of town. Um, it's, um, a very, um, kind of religious neighborhood, if you will. Like sure. everyone belongs to this church at the, at the front of it. So, you know, you leave your kid's bike at the end of the driveway. It's going to be exactly where you left it when you came back. There's not a lot of sure. riffraff. Everybody waves in the neighborhood. The other day I was, <laughs> um, searching for my phone and drove into the ditch oh. and Ooh. I had like literally like three different neighbors like running up there like oh SJ and it was like literally like 20 feet from my house oh. and um, it, it yeah it's just it was just too much dirt and gravel for me to like pull back out but I you know what I mean the neighbors are like so nice and they're like oh girl don't even worry about it and I'm just like oh <laughs> so embarrassing, but you know what I mean. That's the type of community it is. So I, I'm I'm really grateful to um to have been able to go there mm -hmm. and uh, and obtain that um, housing. Um, you know, we have goats in the back and nice. Uh, you love the goats. Got goats in the back. It's so trendy to have a goat these days. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's uh it's trendy. <laughs> Ashley is a big fan of the goats. Every time I see her, there's a new goat story. Just <laughs> making devil horns right now. You know, I, I, think, I think I'm a Capricorn. I'm already like a goat. And like, I don't know. If, I don't know. <laughs> what are Capricorns like? I've, I've known people who are like every other sentence is like, well, dude, she's a Taurus. So yeah, dumb. Right? And I'm like, and they, and they I'm depend on that. Here's that the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've so. learned um, I have, while I was in TLC from another person that was staying there, like, um, that my. You have on each side of your sign, you have a rising sign and a and a setting sign, and both of mine are Gemini's. And so, as a Capricorn, I, I heard I found out that I'm kind of an enigma. I'm not. I don't really fit the the criteria of a normal Capricorn. So nice. Yeah. So when I read my horoscope, I'm like, Psh, yeah, right. <laughs> if it wasn't like, if it wasn't like some like horoscope way. stuff, that would sound so pretentious. So. <laughs> I'm not like. You know, a normal yeah. Capricorn. You know, I got both I'm, Gemini on the one on the setting so, sign yeah. and the rising sign. Both Gemini, bro. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not your normal yeah. uh, Capricorn. Well, I, I read like a lot of things that Capricorns are like super um, fake and stuff like that, and I, I definitely do not feel that I fit that. No, so, no. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I'm Scorpio. <laughs> I feel like that sounds alpha, like a scorpion. <laughs> Scorpio pro. I'm, like, I'm gonna get a scorpion tattoo. <laughs> yeah, like, it's because oh, I'm a scorpion. <laughs> what, what's you? your sign? You're like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Check it out. You should have seen Eric that. getting his first tattoo. It was so funny. He's sitting, he's got this little one like right on his uh, forearm here, and he's like all writhed up in pain. <laughs> like, he's, you know, he's doing knees to chest, and like. It hurts so bad. I never wanted to get another one. It was really bad. It was super funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Go ahead. Is that your only tattoo? Yeah, yeah. It was until I get my scorpion. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a good time. So, yeah, back to SJ. Back to you. <laughs> and more things that have changed. You've changed in your... Your job's changed too, right? So kind of give us a quick background on what you were doing when we first talked, right? Um, I nights. started I started at um, as the auditor, the night auditor uh, for a hotel bar restaurant. Uh, so what did you do, what did you do? Like look over sales and things like that, or well, what's yeah, an auditor? I, in... I know, like if it's like, hey, buddy, you're getting audited. People are <laughs> well, like, well, no, because every night they audit the day before. Okay, okay. So every night they go over and make sure that everything balances. Sure. Um, so I, I'd go in at midnight, um, I'd get off at 8 a.m. Definitely, that was a big um, change for me. Um, it, it gave me just so much respect for people that work that shift, you know, whether they're, because um, my son's dad like alternates nights and days, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is. Hardcore. Yeah, it, it really is. And, um, and then Wednesday morning, when I got off work, I would literally go and do the booth all day. Yeah, so they were pretty forgiving uh, at the uh, transitional living. Like, hey, sh no, she don't have to come to this meeting because I'd be like, ah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like rough. And they're like, you know, SJ, you just go ahead and uh, get some more rest because I would just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. tired. Um, Food here so sucks. <laughs> so I had to take a test. Um, I'm I'm not very good at math, um, only because it's so structured, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not crazy. I yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah, it ain't my thing, man. It's like too too straightforward. Um, anyways, uh, so when I took the test to get the job, he's like, I don't care how you get the answers. I don't care. Um, just, you know, get the answers. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, screenshot, like sent it to my buddy Jeff, and Jeff's like wrote it, you know, and like screenshot it back. And But it was only a couple questions that I, it was like a lot of percentages and, you know, if, if, it's this much percentage for the bar, but yet they had food, which doesn't have a tax. Like, you know, what, you know, so I was like, ah. So, <laughs> um, so I ended up getting the job, and I just knew that it wasn't, of course, my first pick to be working overnight, but I really wanted that, um, that routine to start coming into my life. Um, I hadn't worked for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I was working only jobs where I could show up However, right, right, whenever, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I did show up at all, yeah. Um, and um, you know, I, I I knew that that was going to be something that was that I was going to need to uh, to you know progress in my recovery is is you know being responsible and.
being accountable and showing up on time and those types of things. And getting that job really did like build my confidence. And I was um, the manager there I've known actually for a while. And I was able to be honest and share like, hey, you know, I, I got a DUI and I'm, I, I want to build my life back up and I want to. And so he knew that I still had classes to go to and things to do like that. So I, I was only working two days a week, um, uh, two nights a week. And, um, you know, the manager's like, hey, she's definitely got some customer service, you know, skills and people skills. Like, we're going to, you know, move you to a, a different shift. And uh, so I started working the 4 to 12 and then, um, and then ended up on the day shift, which is where I'm at now. Um, but You like that more? Well, be, being a single mom... Um, it's very helpful, especially like if you get help with your daycare and stuff like that, like they're like, yeah, we don't have daycare from midnight to 8 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It just, it's all just kind of, um, yeah. So you would have to have mm -hmm. your kids, like somebody Mm -hmm. stay at your house, your kids stay. And when I started the audit position, I didn't have my son, Mm -hmm. um, as much as I have him now. Sure. Um, so it was a little bit easier for me to like. Take Your son caught a fish last week or something, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Yes, he, uh, yeah, I it was liked amazing. It. I forgot how cool it is to watch kids catch fish. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so fun. <laughs> so, um, recently I had a little something happen that I felt I could have let affect my recovery was they wanted me to go back to the audit position. They've trained, like, four different people and nobody can seem to get it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I cheated on my test to get this job. If I can get it, like <laughs> anybody can get it. And the thing about like a, an audit like that is you don't have to be good at math. You just kind of have to be like kind of like a forensic accountant. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like taking information from here, putting it here, and, and getting that final answer. And if you can't get that answer, having the like common sense to be like, okay, this, there's a discrepancy here. Like this, this doesn't look right. And I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a puzzle, and it's and I was good at it. I was I was pretty good at it. Um, and uh, they wanted me to go back, and I said, "Look, you know what I mean? Like my life's changed since then. It's not going to work. Oh, please, just think about it." And I'm like, "I already know. Like it's not going to work out." Yeah, yeah. Like, thought about it. And like this <laughs> this you know lady at my work was like, "Hey, I'll watch him." And I'm like, "Oh, honey, like." You're on ankle monitor. I mean, I know you'll be home, but like, <laughs> bless you. I love you to death, but I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't know. Like, so, um, so as I'm looking at the schedule, I'm like two days and I start flipping through the weeks. So I'm like two days. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what's up with this? Well, I thought for sure you would just go ahead and take that auto position. I'm like, I felt kind of backed into a corner. Jeez. I felt like, you know, um, I was butthurt. Um, I had just gotten this, like, review on Google and Yelp and whatever. This guy was like, hey, I've never even been to this place, but if the, but if the empo- any of the other employees are in the, in the customer services like the front desk lady, you know, put my name, and it's got to be the most wonderful place ever. And I was Aww. just like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I, I invested. I felt invested mm-hmm. in the job. And, um, and I was butthurt. I was butthurt. And um, so... Um, but, you know, I've been taught in my recovery is, like, sometimes doors have to close for something else to open. And so I applied um, for a peer support job here at the hospital doing exactly what I love, and that's helping other people like me. And and so I'm just I'm just kind of waiting for that to go through, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, you'll be, 
I mean, without knowing too much about like the job 100%, but I feel like I understand a little bit. You'll be great at that. You know, you're so approachable. Uh, you know, like there's not a lot of people I just flex around, you know, but I just feel like I can just be That's my, I can just be the best me, you know? You know, it's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like, I mean, I've been in line like at Walmart and you know, the person in front of me starts telling me, like, about her autistic son and all this stuff, and I look behind me, and I'm like, are you talking to me? <laughs> like, people just tell me really personal things about sure. themselves, and I'm like, I don't know, like, I, you know, but it can, it can be, it can be a blessing, and, yeah. and a curse, but I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, bring that, um, and, uh, like I said, going on that trip to the, uh, that education conference was so eye-opening for me, and, and just kind of, like, pushed me a little bit more, like, so How you went, because so, they don't know, uh, oh. you went to Ohio, mm -hmm. right? And that was for a big, like, addiction conference mm -hmm. slash it was education the, uh, the, the Ohio form, right? Opioid and Other Drug Education Conference. And I would think, you know, Columbus. like, when I've gone to different kind of, like, conferences or trainings of some type, it, like, for me, what I found is it's, like, an identity thing. It's, like, okay, like, this is part of, like... With that, not like who I am, but a little bit. It's like, oh man, like this is something that I like care about. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. Like Eric cares about this, or Eric does this type of work. Yeah. You know, it like kind of reminds you of like mm -hmm. where you all, where you started getting going. You know, and mm -hmm. part of it was like as you have identified with it over time, and I feel like as that happens, like you're like, oh man, it reminds you like why you're investing in this. Yeah. And it's because it kind of, it's part of who you are at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. So you're there and it's like, it's cause those things are, I think are renewing. Yeah. And, and just seeing it on such a, on, on, on a much larger scale yep. and seeing that this, these problems are not um, isolated to your community. It's everywhere you go. That's one thing that I wish I had because I hear opioid epidemic and I look around and it's bad, you know, mm -hmm. but without, and I can like in my head, right? Like intellectualize the idea that like this is happening in other places, just as bad, if not worse. Mm -hmm. But until you, for me, it seems like it's hard for me to fathom that this is everywhere mm -hmm. and it is, you know, it's everywhere. everywhere, but it's hard for me to like picture just like everywhere is this bad, you know? And that's, it would be, I think to see that it would be a different experience. I mean, a renewing in like yeah. a, almost not a great way, but eye-opening. Mm -hmm. Well, being passionate about helping people realizing, hey, this is a huge concern, not just here, but in a lot of places. So, yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was blown away just at all the, the cool things I learned. My absolute, what really yanked on my heartstrings was, you know, I, I was learning all this stuff, but there was a, a guy, um, and he was a, a child... Um, counselor and he counsels children who have lost their parents to an overdose or um, or their parents are incarcerated from um, from drug abuse or whatever and um, he was showing the artwork that children drew on on what addiction looks like to them and I just I had goosebumps and I was like fanning my face because I just wanted to cry the whole time because it's so it, it, it just impacts and I don't know I, I saw that meme the other day it was like um, I don't know there'll be like a, a similarity between kids right now that are, I don't know, like in junior high who have lost a parent um, to overdose or whatever. And it was like, let that sink in. And, and, and it's so real. 
Um, and one of my favorite things he said was just like, children are the first hurt and the last help. So that kind of fueled me a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is what really yanks at me about, about addiction. Um, and, and I, I'm, you know, maybe I could relate a little bit. Um, yeah, why don't you, if you don't mind, why don't you kind of tell us where you're coming from in that, uh, if people haven't heard you know, some of that, um, you know. I, well, as, as, as much it, as a parent tries to, like, shelter their, if they do, I don't know, I did, I really tried to, like, hide. I think there's a general protecting mm, right, right, identity um, or you know, urge in most. Um, but, you know, a lot of it, went, went, I mean, once you're, um, once you're in going. that life, it's just kind of out of your control, but, yeah. I mean, I... Um, I drove around, um, you know, with my kids in the car. Um, we would, mm -hmm. I was functional, you know, I was functional. We would go to the grocery store and, or I'd take them to school or I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, and that, you know, that hit home. I, I remember my daughter, I'm, you know, and she would stay at my mom's a lot and stuff like that while I did my thing. But I remember in, when she was five in kindergarten, she drew a picture or no, it was um, just ripped pieces of paper, but it was an owl. And it was so good. And I was like, I've got to put this in a frame. And she said, that's you, Mom. You're a night owl. Mm. And that just hit my heart so hard. Like, as much as I've tried to hide, you know what I mean? Kids feel, and they see, and they pick up on all the littlest things that you think that you've covered up, you know? And um, Yeah. And so that, you know what I mean? Like, I had that in my head, especially seeing those other children's artwork. Um, you know, it just... Um, I think just being a mom too, it's like you don't you don't ever want to want to hurt your children or put them in a dangerous position or you know whatever. But when you are um, completely and helplessly addicted to drugs, um, you know whether you want to admit it or not, kids kids get neglected in some way, shape or form. So um, yeah, so you don't know, it just really hit home for me, and uh, I just love kids. I, I'm serious. I'm like the weird baby lady. Like, people are like, oh, God, there she is. I'm like, a baby! <laughs> <laughs> I love babies! You know what I mean? I'm like, the, well, what's her name on We're the Millers? I'm going to hold that baby. I'm going to get that baby. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, you know, and that was just an eye-opener for me. Like, hey, like, uh, you know, I might want to do something with kids um, because, um, you know, I, I actually watched a, um, a fellow um, member, uh, a mom in recovery's uh, daughter last night. And, um, and I just, it's important to me to help other moms, you know, who are like me and, you know, just give their children love and, and nurture them and, you know, let them know that everything is, is, is going to be all right. And I, um, I had to send her a little shout out the other day on Facebook because I'm watching this mom and I'm watching her work really hard and I know um, you know I've fallen off and come back and fallen off and come back and that's just such a just that in itself is just completely stressful mm. you know you want it so bad but um, you know I don't know so yeah the the education conference was complete and I got to uh, stand there and pose and flex with uh, Arnold's Statues. So like, Dang, <laughs> lucky. Good thing I wasn't there. <laughs> they would have been like, which one's Arnold? <laughs> right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> and it was um, it was it was, gay. It, was it was still like gay pride week there, and I, I wanted to like 
paint Arnold's toenails like rainbow. <laughs> oh, that would have been then, awesome. Yeah, distract, distracted awesome. the... <laughs> we had a really good time. Um, then they would have been like at your job and been like, uh, have you ever been uh, charged with a crime? And they'd be like, SJ, what's this one? Like, yeah. I don't know what they'd call it. Of yeah, yeah. Felony yeah. vandalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, I'm like, I wanted him to celebrate. Yeah. Hmm. When you really look at the details, it wasn't that bad. You can remove it with nail polish. <laughs> oh. You're like, oh, shoot, is the varnish coming off? Oh, serious, serious. <laughs> So actually, I took an app. I actually took a picture of C and I, I did an app, and I made them all rainbow, and then I put, yeah, because... There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know you talked about, like, uh, being kind of in the midst of addiction, having children, kind of keeping track of that. Do you have any idea of, like, how to approach just even the topic of substances with kids or, you know, obviously the D.A.R.E. program, the whole war on drugs didn't really work out? Did they, even on the conference you went to, We'd did like they... to congratulate drugs. For winning. For winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did they did they give you any tools or, or kind of talk about maybe what age or, or how to approach that? Well, one of the coolest things that he the kind of demonstration that he did was he um, has this little duffel bag and it was like full of rocks. And each rock had like um, pain, hurt, sorrow, whatever, but it was really heavy. And he would have the kids hold it because a lot of kids feel like you know, my mom, you know, instantly I remember being a kid and there being problems in my in my home and it was instant responsibility to me, like it has to be because I'm doing something wrong or whatever. So a lot of kids that come from, you know, addicted homes, um, you know, it, it instantly assume responsibility, like it's got to be something I'm doing. And so you have like those kids that like um, try to overcompensate at school or they try to do better or whatever. Um, but he would let them hold that bag, like, around their neck and walk with it. And he would let them know, like, this is what your parents have been carrying around since they were small like you. And they're like, oh, like, this was before me. This was, you know what I mean? And um, I, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, he said he had some problems going through uh, uh, <laughs> the airport, airport yeah. with, some, with a bag of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was pretty, uh, pretty funny. But... Um, you know, my 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 twelve year old daughter just came up from Texas um, for the month of July, um, and uh, you know, and, and and I go to meetings, you know, um, and you know, she asked me, um, you know, why do you why do you go there? And because in in her eyes, it's like, man, mom, my mom's back. She's you know, everything I ever wanted, and da da da. So she's like, why why do you still have to go there? And I told her that. Um, because after after a while, it's it's not about me. It's about me helping someone else. And she was like, oh, you know what I mean? And so that was kind of, um, you know, I don't know, kind of a little bit helped her understand it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, need, I need to be there. I need to be present if, if someone, you know, needs me. And um, um, there was a guy talking about uh, taking his kids to meetings, and he was always worried that she was going to hear stuff. And um, he said he's at one meeting, and uh, he said something about drugs. She was like, "You did drugs, <laughs> you know what I mean?" <laughs> and he's like, "Why do you think we come here?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> you know, because I mean, that's you know, because when, when we get better, um, it's it's hard for kids to even you know fathom like my mom, you know, like I, you know, we are very pure and and um, 
amazing in our kids' eyes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's, I think it's so important, like, when parents get clean to sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but just build that trust back up with, with their kids. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Come back when you say you're going to come back. Mm -hmm. um, show up when you say you're going to show or, or Or just whatever, um, because... Uh, you know what I mean? Like kids, kids get uh, you know a little leery, like um, and 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 un they they don't trust, you know, because if you can't trust your mom, like who in life mm. can you trust? And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just all about like just rebuilding um, the the parent child foundation. It's just it's it's so important, and and it's important to uh, a parent's recovery as well. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen such a change in. All my kids. My daughter was actually talking to her other sister in Texas, and um, I had to smile about it, but her mom was, like, picking up some wine or something. She's like, well, my mom is sober. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like, another room, like, <laughs> you know? And, um, and I actually um, talked to her dad the other day, and he's like, man, they go back and forth. My mom's sober. Your mom's not. Well, they just go back and forth, and I'm like, you know, it makes me really happy that my, my children... Um, you know, I'm at a place where they can be proud of me today. So mm -hmm. my mom could beat up your mom. Silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Probably. That's true. <laughs> so. And then, uh, um, you. So in the last year, you were uh, playing some intense sports, <laughs> some really intense sports, and got injured. I did. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, I got a phone call that, um, and then when I saw this team, um, they were actually at the Wednesday market um, one Wednesday, and like a bunch of people that I knew from living here um, years ago, and I was like, man, I was like, next year I'm joining that team. That's a good softball. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, I think it was like maybe mid August. No, mid-July, I got a call that, hey, we've made it to state, but we don't have enough players. Can you fill in? And granted, I haven't, I didn't play for a lot of years. Like, um, I think the last time I played was like third grade. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. I, yeah, it had been a while. But mm -hmm. I'm like, you know and what I mean? I, like, I'm competitive. I like. Yeah. I hadn't played on a team sport for a long time. I was really excited about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, just to interject real quick, I was at the softball games like a couple weeks ago. And I was talking to the, this guy who had a daughter that plays, and he had played in years prior. And he said that like women are like like golden tickets in the softball league because there's not a lot of them, and they're required, right? Mm -hmm. right. So it's like you have to alternate in that way. So he's like, he's like, man, you get a girl that can play softball. It's like you got to do everything you can to keep her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure they're like, okay, we got this girl that I think can play. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm you know I I thought you know. Yeah. If anything, like I can run. Like, really yeah, fast. and I'm sure you can hit the ball. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she can swing fast. Yeah, I can yeah. swing fast. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I can bring something. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Um, if not anything it, it, positive about it, right? <laughs> I'm a little out of practice, but I mean, you know, I'll pick it up. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did a couple practice games, and um, we went to Anchorage. Um, and um, I think we were like in our second, uh, we hadn't even started the tournament yet, um, but um, we were going in, the coach was like, all right, nobody get hurt. And, you know, um, I, 
I can't say anything except for like, I was way out of practice. <laughs> I, um, I was not as, I don't know how you say it, like agile as I used to be, not as flexible, definitely, um, you know, pretty out of practice. So um, yeah, I uh, was running to catch a grounder, went to change positions and my knee completely buckled under me and I laid there and watched the ball roll past me. I was angry, I was so mad, and I had no idea that I had actually like really, really hurt myself. I went to the, um, I remember I went to Providence and you know, they took x-ray, nothing. Um, and and uh, I remember they gave me some pain medication and you know, I'm, I've never been one to be, um, you know, um, I, I never really liked opiates at all. Like, there was never my thing, but, you know, they, they, they kicked in. And I remember going, did it just get hot in here? And mm -hmm. my mom's like, we're outside, Sarah. She's like, we're not in anywhere. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I better sit down. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, that was, and that was just a, a single little time thing. And then, you know, I um, um, just started taking Tylenol. And I came down back down to Soldotna and was referred to a um, orthopedic guy and I remember when they came back after doing the MRI and yeah. she's like um, okay you have a torn intermeniscus a torn MCL a torn ACL microfractures in both your tibia and femur I'm like I'm a new patient I go I think you have the wrong chart <laughs> and she turned the she turned her laptop around and had a picture of me and I was like like what I was in shock I have like, a twin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I was so surprised. I thought they were going to be like, dude, it's a sprain. Like, suck it up. Like, you're mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did. I opted to have the surgery, um, being that in recovery, I like to, um, I've always been a, um, a person that loves going to the gym, and I love lifting, and I like competing and things. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get this fixed. Um, it was traumatizing. I... I, I, I hope I never ever have to go through that again. Um, so I had, um, you know, um, orthopedic or, or uh, what is that? Um, where they don't actually like. Oh, orthoscopic. Orthoscopic, excuse me. Um, surgery. Um, they, um, and it was weird because he found a, a dent in, um, I don't remember if it, I think it was like my femur. And he's like, Are you sure you've never injured your knee before? And I'm like, Never had any problems, but. Clean that up, and um, I um, I had a hard time. I had a hard time not with taking the pain meds, but just getting my pain under control. Um, I hadn't been in that much pain in a really long time. Yeah. Um, but I was able to, um, you know, use my resources, and I have a neighbor that checked on me all the time, and cat that was semi helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said. Uh, off recording earlier that you basically just uh, took pain medication for that was prescribed for a week and then yep. you just... I think, I think it was 10 days. I think they give you like a 10 day. Sure. Um, and I think like the last three days I would try not to. The thing about your knee is like I couldn't get comfortable when I slept. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like elevated, not elevated. Um, okay. Side, nope, too, you know, that's bending it too far this way and, and things like that. So I mean it affects everything. So I think like the last three days I would take a leave during the day and maybe just my pain meds at night just so I could sleep well. Because yeah. um, not being able to sleep was was really bad. Yeah. It's especially difficult with your ACL because, like, that's a 
accounts for a lot of like your structure you know mm -hmm. it's that one that goes like Stability. straight through yeah so like if you don't ha like have a strong acl like you can't lay this way without having some give in there and like creating some yeah weird, yeah it yeah. was um people you don't it's just like you know when your abs are really sore you oh know yeah what I'm talking oh about? yeah i, I mean, definitely he, know <laughs> he doesn't know <laughs> and you, well i mean then you go to cough and you're like oh you forget oh, yeah. like how Sucks. much you use your yeah. abs like yeah. oh how or um but one of the funny things is after I got out of surgery, um, you know, my buddy Jeff Baker, um, he's had a lot of knee surgeries. And so I, I, I opted for him to be there with me in recovery and um, to tell me, how do, how do I do it? What do I do? Um, he goes, you need to read this pamphlet when you get home. And he put it in my backpack. So when I got home, you know, I'm you know getting settled and I got my ice machine going and I, I pull this pamphlet out and it's like, Thank, thank your 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 donator, and I'm like, I thought he was dead because I got a cadaver ACL, and I'm yeah. like, thank you. I'm like, I thought he was dead, and I was like so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dang, that's crazy. But you can you can write a letter and thank the family for like the ACL that you got or something. And I was yeah. just like, dude, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. And then for Jeff to be like, you gotta read that, and you get home like, you creep, <laughs> you're mean. But. So, so in the midst of like, of like all the pain and stuff, did you ever think about turning back to using, or did that not even cross your mind? Nah. Did, do you have tools that keep that out of your head, or is it just not something you think about really anymore? Like you're far it along just, enough. It just, it it like I said, I've uh, my poisons were specific mm -hmm. and. Don't get me wrong, I've pretty much tried everything you could uh, ever. I've probably done stuff you guys haven't even heard of. Mm. But, um, yeah. Um, but it just, I don't know, it just wasn't in my mind. Awesome. I mean, I thought about, like, uh, it did cross my mind, like, hey, uh, if I don't take all these, I could probably get a good maybe seven to ten bucks a piece. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. No, just little and things just, like that. And I'm right. like, oh my God, Sarah, like, why would you even think yeah. that? Yeah, just one of those things. Yeah, it just kicks thoughts. in, and then I'm like, oh, whoa. What? Where'd that come from? Yeah. Back up the... Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We better change the topic. <laughs> you know, but a lot of people were... Um, I, I went back into Care Transitions, um, the detox center, just not because I was having a problem um, taking the... Well, I was having a problem keeping up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you can take this every six hours or eight hours. Like, I was tired, and um, I just would forget or whatever. And so just to, um, I couldn't get my pain under control. I was, you know, I it was it was a traumatizing amount of pain. Mm -hmm. I could not believe how much pain yeah. I was in. I was really yeah. surprised. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I look back at pictures, and I'm like, well, no wonder it hurt. Because it was huge and ugly. And, yeah. Um, um, so I went back into care transitions just to kind of get help with um, keeping my ice um, machine um, filled um, and and just getting help, just getting around. But, you know, they were like, oh, my God. Like, they couldn't believe, like, oh, my God, they prescribed you this. And honestly, you guys, like, it, it, it really just took the edge off. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> the pain wasn't that intense. I personally don't like um, um, what opioids do um, to my psyche because I, I start having these weird dreams where my dreams kind of blend with reality i mean and i've heard other people talk about that before some people obviously don't mind <laughs> right, right, yeah. they're like this is cool um 
But um, I don't know. I, I don't want that feeling. I don't like it. And mm -hmm. so I, I was actually kind of looking forward to not having to take them. And um, within, within the, uh, like, seven to ten days, I was, you know, I was driving again. I was back at work. Um, you know, some nights were kind of rough. Um, but you just, I don't know, you just remember that life hurts. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Life hurts. And, um, and I'm going to get through this. And uh, since then, it's been... It almost kind of turned my inner healing like into like an outer, um, um, yeah. like a manifestation like on the outside, so I could like remember like healing takes time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I just kind of was able to remind myself often, like, hey, yeah. this is going to take time to to repair, mm -hmm. just like my life, just like my heart, just you know what I mean, like yeah. my. So and and it, and it kind of just r reminded me to take better care of my body, um, and so. Yeah, the physical therapist that I had um, actually played for the winning softball team. Um, oh, nice. I want to send a shout out to her, Amanda from DQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I saw her, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "This is awesome." She's like, "I remember you," and I'm like, "Oh man, come on!" Right. But she was really awesome and, and really did a good job in, in my physical therapy. So nice. Yeah. Um, what have been uh, some of the like? concerning uh, with respect to like your your recovery specifically what have been kind of a few things that maybe surprises you know have there been any like surprises in the last year that you're like you know thinking back a year ago and I thought like and if I was to think about my recovery and what that looks like like what are some of the things that have surprised me or what have been some of the things you expected that fell right into place so I um um I, I was actually just kind of reminded he, um, today. Um, today would have been my sister's 34th birthday. Um, she passed away um, on October 4th, 2012, um, due to an overdose. And um, after that happened um, in 2013, early 2013, I came down and went through Serenity um, for the first time. And you know, I had never been in an inpatient treatment. I had never even given that a try. Um, and there were so many wonderful things that I learned. You know what I mean? And my life changed so much. But even though there was all, you know, so much good stuff, um, there were a lot of things that kind of resumed. And one of those things was my horrible choice of relationships. <laughs> um, you know, um, which is a, a huge trigger for me is relationships, communication. Sure. Um, you know, all that. Um, and so, um, when I went back in last year, um, one of the biggest things, um, that my counselor told me was like, you have got to be honest, like, or you're going to die. Like you're going to die. And I'm not talking about just like, you know, little, um, untruths or lies, but like I, my whole life was painting a picture, like painting, putting glitter on a turd. Like I did everything I could to make my life look like everything it wasn't, you know, when I was just dying inside. And I'm talking about like going and speaking at treatment centers um, while using, you know what I mean? Like just because I just, even though I had relapsed, it didn't change how passionate I was for recovery. It's just I pretty much wanted it for everyone else more than I even wanted it for myself. 
you know, I'm like, well, if I keep helping people, then I'll catch my snap. And, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, which I've said many times, and it's huge for me. So I have to be honest. So um, coming out, um, um, I was going through a custody thing, and I had to go to court, and I, I believe, like, um, as human beings, like, we don't want to let people down. We don't want to... Um, you know, um, tell the truth because sometimes it's so ugly. Um, but in court, um, I was not only from my own admittance to my own past and mistakes, um, um, I was able to just be honest. Um, they asked me some really hard questions and, um, and so in that, I found um, one of the coolest things, and I, I believe this is like the spiritual part of it, is I didn't have to worry about like what I didn't tell the truth about or what I lied about. As empty as I felt like all the next day, I was grateful because like I didn't have to go, oh crap, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I, I lied about this or I lied about that. Um, or what if they found out they're gonna ask me about this? I, none of that, you know what I mean? So laying all of my uh, yuck out on the table, it was still okay because there it was. And so whatever decision the judge made, I, 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 was, I could be in acceptance and be like, okay, well, I, this is, well, I'm going to go from here. And I think because of that raw honesty, it gave me a lot of credibility. And so that has been something that's been huge this time is that raw honesty, um, you know, um, immediately admitting like, hey, I kind of, you know, I wasn't really completely honest about this. I got to, I got to come to you with this. Um, I mean, it's, it was, it, I don't know, it felt like a spiritual experience. Like I didn't have to worry anymore. And so that's been really huge this time. Um, cause I didn't even know that I was capable of honesty to tell you the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you know I, I, mean? imagine I was you so may... afraid to hurt people or let them down or, or change their opinion of me and, and, or, you know, um, maybe, maybe that shock of like, wow, you are fake and like you haven't been honest and da da da. I was so afraid to let that happen that um that it kind of kept me sick sure for the most part so that's been a huge thing for me Sounds I even like... got um this is my anchor my honesty anchor tattoo so yeah. I, I get to see that every day um sweet and, yeah that's cool thanks yeah oh yeah it, I, I actually did you see my tattoo Oh I, I, I can't even read it. <laughs> um, it sounds like what you kind of did, and I think I've heard some people say this kind of idea before as they reevaluate these, like what they hold as kind of their key ideas or their key beliefs, and they kind of reevaluate them with the experience that they've gained and like the new kind of health that they've gained. And they say, like, is there a way, like, have I been approaching and practicing these ideas and beliefs? in the way that they, I can best understand them. And sometimes that's no, you know, sometimes it's like, I thought I was being honest, but that wasn't mm -hmm. quite honesty. And then, you know, other yeah. times I think it doesn't even have to be like necessarily that profound. It's just like, was like, was what I was doing, like with respect to honesty or hard work or like, like good effort or compassion, you know, any of those kind of things that you hold key to yourself, like 
or that you're aiming for. It's mm-hmm. like, have I been doing that? Like, have I understood them in the ways that I can understand them now? Because I think as you get older, and especially like in recovery as well, like you start to get new perspectives as you go along, yeah. and you just and you start to get more experiences, and you think, you know what, like. Because I've I've had times where and I can't name like the idea off the top of my head, but or like the 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 belief. But I've had times where it's like, man, I thought I was doing that a long time ago, and it turns out I wasn't. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, or like even things like, man, I thought my life was hard then, like mm-hmm. my life's hard now. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Just other ways around where you mm-hmm. evaluate things that you've thought you you were doing or you thought you knew, and it mm-hmm. turns out to be. So I guess that's a that's one. I mean, all of this has been great, but that's one thing I think that's kind of like aha sometimes when we're recording it's like man aha there's like something cool that really comes up to you like, i haven't thought about that and i think one of the things is like i'm not like gonna write a step for people in recovery or something but i would suggest like to people in recovery to like what are some of the things that you hold have held whether internally uh-huh. or like verbally as well you know held as like a key practice or a key belief and like reevaluate that like what does that look like now like what does that look like going forward like what are some of the like are you doing that now like does that mesh with your practices i think we've heard that before too i think no um, i just made it up no. <laughs> <laughs> you've never heard this before yeah <laughs> no okay no, what was it uh, danielle remember when we recorded with danielle she did a big piece on reflection and just mm-hmm. how much like within even the 12 steps like in reflection is encouraged you know because like until you like really do like sit down and reflect or like see something you're like man do i still do that like that kind of brings you into like reevaluating asking yourself those questions that like during the day-to-day like you either don't have like feel like you don't have time or you just kind of get caught up and swept in and like life that you don't really ever sit back and really reflect you know what i mean i've had a lot of um reflection just you know i I think it it comes like uh, you know the longer you stay clean it's like um pretty um i've had a lot of people in the program tell me they're like oh i'm having like the worst day ever and they're like oh you're right where you're supposed to be and i'm like (laughs) 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 um but you know what i mean it's it's all about that spiritual growth or whatever um but I've just, I've, I've thought about my life today and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out or this, that, and the other. And, and then I thought back to like what I used to do um, to, you know, um, keep everything under control or whatever. And one of the coolest things too for me was when my counselor kind of pointed out to me and she's like, even as a kid, like you were groomed to like placate and make the family okay. And you know what I mean? And, 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 um, I don't know, just, and that was really helpful because I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder I've just tried to like keep everybody happy and I don't want to, you know, upset anyone. And, and, and that was just kind of eye opening for me. And I'm like, well, you know, I had a lot of trauma as a kid and I assumed responsibility like, okay, it's my job. You know, I became like the family clown and got to, you know, make everybody happy and take care of everyone. And, and so, um, it's just nice to look at things that you're like, oh my God, I'm such a piece of crap for doing that. I was so fake or I was such a liar. It's like, okay, well, we lie because we're scared and we hide things because we're scared or we're ashamed. And to have someone just from an outside perspective, like just tell you like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, you're not a bad person, you are sick. And this is why you did these things. And this is what we're gonna do from here on out. And it's just such, such so helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to um, helping people look at things from the other side as well. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. So. Fear is 
Fear's weird, you know, because I mean, it's a little bit of fear's healthy, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. fear keeps you from doing some things that might otherwise kill you. I mean, a little bit, yeah. right? I mean, I think like you you eat a food, it makes you really sick. Like you got a little again. fear to eat yeah. it again, and it's pr- in a lot of instances, in some instances, that's a really good idea, you know, like. Uh, Especially like going back in time a little bit, like you eat a certain plant, you know, and like or some kind of food, and you're like, well, turns out your species is like is an addiction. Like, I've heard so many people like, oh my god, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like they right. get like alcohol poisoning, or they get so sick, or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, I'm never drinking again. It's like. Hey, okay. I thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I don't know, we got we have good forgetters. My I have an amazing forgetter. It works so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh and then you know it's you hear like you know, you get to the this is an interesting thing I think. You know, you get the people are like, you know, on your on your deathbed, you hear that right. Like in your last days, you're going to wish this and this and this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard, and I've always thought, okay, like, I wish I would have done this or done this. And so you think, like, okay, so in order to not have those regrets, I want to make sure that I do those things, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to spend time with my family. I want to, like, be sure to take the risks that I'm kind of afraid to take now. All that's good advice, I think, to to some degree. However... I also heard this thing the other day, and it's like, man, you spend, like, two days on your deathbed. <laughs> like, the rest of the time, you're, like, living life, you know? And, like, you're navigating that, like, with kind of the best, like, learning that you've taken on and that, like, have worked out and sometimes don't work out. And sometimes when you don't take risks, because, like, it's probably not going to work out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, like... I don't know. That's something I've been thinking about, too, because it's real trendy, and I'm not saying it's bad at all. It's real trendy to be like, you got to go for it. You got to take that risk. You got to, you know, and then I'm just like, man, some risks shouldn't be taken. But, I mean, there's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't right, know. Right. Rambling Rick. Back. Rambling Rick. Yeah. Back at it. Back I love at your style. It. Yeah. I think there's some, there's some weight to that, though. I mean, there's, like, there definitely is a balance to, like, just taking really, like, yeah, I mean, you should be willing and like to, to kind of take those risks, but you should also be willing to calculate those risks as to how much they're really going to pay off versus how much it really might just cause some strife. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's uh, some thought that I will tell you something that I went through recently that was very eye-opening to me was um, I will be driving, great morning, got the kid to daycare on time, not late for work. You know, got my tunes going, everything's fine. And I was just getting like these rushes of like anxiety to where I was like, my, like I could feel my insides just shaking and I couldn't breathe. And, and I was like, where is this coming from? I cannot figure this out. Like what, what's going on? You know, I mean, things are going smooth. And, um, it, it occurred to me that, um, I, especially because it happens a lot, it was happening a lot while driving, is I never um, was going where I said I was going. Mm. I would drive to some really dark and shady places to feed my addiction. I um, would be driving high. I mean, and so I believe that almost like I created like a little bit of my own PTSD by constantly living in fear. I was a fear someone was going to know I was high. I was a fear that... You know what I mean? That I was going to crash my car. I was a fear that they were going to rob me when I went and picked up the stuff. I was I was afraid all 
the time. Yeah. And so yeah. to think about that and be like, okay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is, and, and my body remembers, your body remembers yeah. Yeah. that fear, that constant, constant fear. I was, I was afraid to use, I was afraid to not, not use. Not use, right. I, mm-hmm. I was afraid of my friends. And I don't mean like some like, you know, like weirdness. I had some really shady friends. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was some afraid, I was afraid that my dad fear. was going to go in my room and find where I had my stuff hidden. I was afraid, um, you know, to go to work. I was afraid not to go to work. I mean, I, my whole life yeah. was fear-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all around um, that I was not in right living and not doing what I was supposed to. Um, and so just becoming aware of that. And also, um, I had a counselor remind me, like, you've been out of your body. You've been out of your body for a long time. And you're coming back into your body. And so becoming aware of, like, how living that life affected you and it was just so eye-opening for me because I'm like oh when your life gets really calm your body's like okay I'm ready to let this go and so that's I think why I would get like these rushes where I was just I wanted to pull over I I didn't know where it was coming from I didn't know what it was about but I don't know just to uh, become aware that you know what I mean like Mm. what I've actually done to my my heart and soul and body for so long Um, and and just the fact that I love one of the things I say is like, as long as we follow this way, like we don't have anything to fear. You know what I mean? And just yeah. reminding myself like, Hey, you, you don't have to be afraid of that no more. Yeah. Um, I had a friend in Anchorage who they found, um, that I used to go meet, um, in Mountain View. He died all by himself, you know, all alone in the dark with nobody. And not just, I think that's what kind of triggered that in me because, you know, as many, friends in that life like as you think you have like you know what I mean like it just it really brought back some stuff for me and as sad as it made me like it made me really grateful you know what I mean like not everybody makes it out yeah some people are gonna die and um you know and and I think about that too like my you know my sister like she doesn't get a second chance to be a good mom she doesn't get a second chance to hug her parents she doesn't get anything no more like it's it's just done it's over and um I I do and so I try to remind myself of that um a lot as much as I can like you know what I mean I've gotten a lot of second chances (laughs) tell you the truth (laughs) yeah and you know they they run out they run out and um yeah today I can honestly say and this is the weird part is something I'm like why didn't I think about using today that's so weird Cause you know, every day, like it'll pop into my head, like something that happened either while I was high or, and some days it doesn't. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, that was weird. Like, how did I have a whole day without even thinking about it once? And, uh, (laughs) which is weird because, um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's pretty normal. Um, and a lot of people, I also went through this phase. Um, I call it the cake and eat it too phase where you're like, I'm doing so good. You know, all these people are barbecuing one beer or whatever. I like, I should be able to have that. I should be able to have that because I'm doing great and it's not going to hurt anything and blah, blah, blah. And I thought about, I've been at this phase before this I call it kick and eat it two phase. And I thought about like, what, what did I do last time where I didn't remedy that? And next thing you know, my cake and eat it two phase was all uh, it was just the eat it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was gone. Just, yeah, yeah, no yeah. cake. Yeah, there was no cake. Cake yeah. was gone. 
Uh, bar is over. You're just in the dark. Cake uh, yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. Me on the blinds, like. You know, and, and then that's just real stuff. And I'm like, what did I do that I could do differently this time? Yeah. And it was talk about it. Sure. And so I shared about it at a meeting. And it literally lost like half its power because I was nice. like, I was ashamed. You know, it's like, yeah. I didn't want people to be like, why you are doing so good? Why would you even think about that? Um, I'm thinking about that because 21 years of my life, every how, single yeah. day, that That's is that was my life. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah, I stayed high and did everything I could to protect that dysfunction. Yeah, and mm. keep it going. That was you know? your normal, so it's hard. And, exactly, and so now when your life's calm and stuff, you're like, you want to stir something up, maybe <laughs> like. Yeah, so it's... I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he says, no, I, I, I joke to him that I hate conflict, and he says that I love conflict. Yeah, stir that pot. Eric yeah. exists 100%. in, like, Eric, like, <laughs> creates, Eric, uh, subconsciously, consciously, Hey, we're on the air, so just be not. careful here. <laughs> just say, like, little things, dude. Not, like, big life, like, altering drama, but, like... You know, he'll be kind of like, normal. he'll get frustrated no, a little no, bit, no. he'll get a little bit frustrated, a little bit something, and then he'll just be like, out of nowhere, hasn't brought it up in like two weeks, doesn't even really think about it. Why is your things all over the place? What, what, <laughs> this, you, gotta, you gotta get this out of here. You gotta like, I literally will have like my notebook or something on the like coffee Scared table for two off. weeks. He won't say anything. <laughs> For like the first like week, you until know, it's like, just like until like all of a sudden, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all just of a sudden, so why didn't you do the dishes? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Did you do this? Did you do that? And like everything they're like. We've been like talking about and like that we're on you the same page. You didn't do anything besides you gonna sleep. Like, you gonna sleep till noon every day. He sleeps till like eleven for like two days in a row, and I remember just being like, "So is that all you're gonna do these days? Just sleep all day? Don't you have like any anything to do? Yeah. You just gonna sleep?" And at this point, like the grants like hadn't come all the way through yet. We were in like a little bit of just like a waiting process. Like we there literally was like. We were in, like, it was like, all right, we can't work right now. Like, it's just like, like these, yeah, like, a, just like one week, yeah. like, we can't work. And out of those weeks, like, I got up mostly, like, it was like three <laughs> days, dude, at like seven, <laughs> where I woke up at like 11, 12, or one, just because, like, we had nothing to do. And he's like, just all you're gonna do, you saw you guys, you just sleep in all the time, like, looking around for things to make me do. Like, <laughs> Because I have responsibilities, you know. I mean, I have responsibilities. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's voluntarily studying for his law school admission test, which, granted, is, like, a huge investment. Like, we all get it's important. And, like, we don't bother him when he studies. But, like, the second he's done studying, he really enjoys creating some chaos and bothering everybody else. Because all of a sudden... I got sudden, two like, words for you. Not guilty. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... Oh, this one over here? I got some uh, new uh, dishwasher packets though, and so now the dishes are super clean coming out of the dishwasher. So, so when I guess even as you're going, one of the it sounds like one of the things is that when you're in recovery is that there may be a tendency to need to feel as if you, you or is there like some pressure we're running low on time but do you feel pressure to like she's completely and i don't i guess maybe not a good word for it but i'll use it anyway fixed i mean she's fixed she's not no broken pieces anymore and then you're feeling broken and you're like there's like some conflict there right i mean well yeah like, i uh, um it's still hard to admit like hey i'm not doing so good I have 
um, had to admit, like, I've had some, um, like, I don't know, you, they call it the pink cloud. Like, when you first get, you know, clean, you're like, life is so good because, I mean, it's definitely good from where you just came from. Yeah. Um, I've always been in the hot seat. Um, in my family, in the courthouse, yeah. wherever. Like, I was always in some sort of, you know, turmoil. And so, um, you know, you uh, you get people that are like, oh, my God, I look up to you so much. And then I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh. I don't you know, look up to me. <laughs> right? So. But, you know, the thing is, is I think that's where it's really important to Put yourself in the middle of the herd like get involved in your um recovery community get in there and like um because a lot of times i've had um i actually did this to my daughter the other day i pointed out i was like you know like when you get nervous you just talk like a baby right and she's like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and she's like well i didn't know them and i said i know but i'm just i'm pointing that out because i have had to have people point things out for me they're like hey you know that you uh they're like, fix your face. Or <laughs> sure. like, you look really mad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do? Because I don't know. And so when you involve yourself in the recovery community, it's really helpful to have people on the outside, you know, let you know, like, hey, I'm really seeing, I can tell like something's off. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Or, um, man, keep up the good work. Or, or, or the encouragement comes in. Just, and so I think that's just um, really important. But it's hard. It's hard to admit like, hey, I've been thinking about using. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, I mean, it feels embarrassing, like, even just to say it, like, here, like, I mean, and, because in your mind, you're like, why, why would I ever think about that? Oh, well, I had someone tell me the other day, they're like, I've been calling you, and I'm like, well, I sleep now. Because <laughs> 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 they're awesome. calling down from Texas, and so it's like, the time changed. Like, I was like, well, I uh, sleep now. Yeah, yeah. FYI, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Not at five hours of the night, so. You're a night owl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been, uh, it's awesome to check in a year later. So we're going to be recording more of these. And if you, like I said, if you haven't, uh, heard SJ's, uh, first podcast, uh, you'll go, uh, there it's on the, on the feed or whatever. So rewind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, you can go listen to that and just kind of see, you know, a year later. Um, so now how long before we just completely close up, how much, uh, clean time do you have now about um, my clean date is two twenty two eighteen. So and honestly, okay. I, that's uh, a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. It's um, it's been a long time since I've had um, a significant amount of clean time. I mean, I could go a good, you know, uh, eighteen hours or so before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I'm like, ooh, I need a little something. Yeah, yeah. But um, and and you know, it's hard. Like um, um, you know, I get invited out all the time, and and I. Mm. I personally am not one of those people, like, I can't, I can be around people. Like, I still like to go watch football, you know, and with my dad, and, you know, he's on the other side of the coin sure. <laughs> plus years. But, you know, it just, I don't know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, and, uh, but, it, but it, it is hard, you know, people mm -hmm. are like, the, it's so crazy how you have to explain why you don't drink you don't have to explain why you're not doing no meth today or anything else but alcohol yeah. is just so socially accepted mm. and um 
especially you, in this community. And, and you feel very like kind of isolated when you're like, no, thank, no, no, thank you. I don't drink. I'll have a, a ginger ale with lemon. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I so, got, got so it's that hard. vibe. It's hard, yeah, I, uh, I I get like a tonic and a lime, right, it looks, or like a, it looks kind of uh, fancy. Like and it tastes good, and it's no, like it I'm not. Whatever. Well, I'm not <laughs> yeah. drinking. No, it, it I'm not really drinking a lot yeah. of like. I'm not really drinking a lot of that at home. You know, I'm not like cutting myself up a lime and like yeah, ha- having that at home. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I should start any drink. They like won't ask you any questions. Sure. Put it in a tiny glass. Like, hey, get yeah. wild, huh? You're like, mm. <laughs> like, yeah, wild. I remember I was at a <laughs> in uh, in Fairbanks a couple weeks ago for that uh, CrossFit thing, and uh, uh, we went out, and it was it was a good time. Um, and I remember, like, you know, I wasn't drinking, and uh, it had like a couple like club sodas, you know. And then I remember it was so weird because it was like ten, it was like eleven o'clock, and Nobody was really getting turned, so to speak. And uh, but I remember this is what was weird. I was like, man, I'm that guy. I remember there being like a sliders truck pulled up, like like a food truck. Yeah. And I was like, like that was like my fix, dude. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sliders. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, so this is me now. <laughs> and I've told people before too, like, here, let me go ahead and play that tape forward. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You have a drink and go home. I have a drink, and never go home I end up you know in treatment so let's just uh, yeah I'm gonna enjoy this ginger ale yeah yeah Yeah, it's good to play that play that tape forward even though I think it could be be hard to do you know Um, so yeah well thank you so much SJ Um, thank you guys for having me yeah we'll have to uh, definitely do this again I'd like to keep checking in with people Um, I think the goal is to you know for because I think a lot of the listeners there are like you get a lot of different stories and they're all they add they all add mm-hmm. to the to the big picture and to the but previous then, story yeah mm-hmm. yeah very helpful yeah uh, but doing like two with the same person a year you know or so later i think helps listeners really maybe form a bit of a relationship like oh i know this girl like oh yeah i listened like, to her last right time. right yeah, yeah. Right. so that would be cool if you know develop some more right. relationships cool in that, that regard going into peer support now too so yeah People that actually I'm are so excited. Yeah, we're excited. We'll you oh yes, yeah. you will. And uh, if you guys are listening and you uh, you've have some uh, some clean time and you do want to uh, potentially uh, share your own story, uh, we are looking uh, for other people that want to record as well. Um, you can uh, text or call Aaron at four zero six five nine nine eight six seven five. And if you have no clean time at all and you are looking to get some help, um, please reach out. um, And um, or even if you just know someone and and need some questions answered, um, please reach out and uh, and don't give up because if there's still breath, there's still hope.